Makeup WMBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Eicher. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? And this is episode 29. So 29, almost 30. We're almost 30. Almost hey. 30, 30. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't yet, uh, please follow us on our social media channels at Pickup WMBA Pod. We're out here. We're putting out videos, video content, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Um, shout out to uh, Brittany Griner. We hit, sadly, the 200-day mark of her being in prison in Russia. Hashtag free Brittany Griner. Free Brittany. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, keep keeping hope alive. Yeah, hopefully we have some movement on it uh, at some point soon. But um, yeah, we'll we'll cover it when when something does happen for sure. Um, we've had an exciting few days of basketball. Uh, we can start talking about the Aces who defeated the Storm last night, and they mm-hmm. move on to the WNBA Finals. And Sue Bird plays her last game. It was a these last two games have been pretty intense between these two teams. Yes. Like I, I I I was trying to think. I can't think of the last time a team had two heartbreaking losses in a row like that. You know, like that game three where like Sue Bird hits that three-point shot. You think like that's it, that's the dagger, you know? And then they come back, they tie it, they win it in overtime. And then you have this game four where it's just like every time the storm would hit a big shot, they were right there with an even bigger shot. And it's just, yeah, two heartbreaking losses in a row if you're a storm fan, but also two amazing iconic wins in a row if you're an Aces fan. Yeah, that second half was, I mean, yeah, I think it was probably the best half of WNBA basketball I've ever seen. Yeah. And I um, agree. I, I mean, there's been the the yeah, so I saw someone tweet this, but uh, they're basically saying like if you're not watching the WNBA playoffs, I feel sorry for you. Mm-hmm. And I it just resonated with me so much because the storylines are huge, the basketball's fantastic. Um it's just been really really good basketball. I think the playoff format change uh, has really worked out the semifinals have has just been amazing um and i think we were set up after the you know semifinals team after it was like the four teams i think we were set up regardless of who makes it to the finals for an incredible finals and i think that's very much still true but um yeah this game i mean what did uh what what did Brianna Stewart have in the first quarter? Was it 26 points? Yeah, like, something like that. No, it just uh, she finished with 42 is her career high. Uh, I should really look. Maybe I'll, you know, I'll I'll drop it later in the podcast, but I'm curious what the what the all-time playoff high is because I feel like 42's got to be close. And um, you know, Sue Bird was was in, is incredible. Um, what a, a last game. Obviously, we, you know, we'll get to more of her later on but for me i think not talking about chelsea gray is burying the lead because yes john or i was gonna say john quote jones uh, uh <laughs> asia wilson's like the best player on the team that's just like a given yeah he knows that uh you know she had 23 and 13 with two assists 
uh, two blocks and a steal, a three blocks and a steal. Um, played forty minutes. She played the whole game. She and played the whole game, and I think she game. did in game three also. Yeah, so it's just like, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, I think she did play the whole game, and they they did not go in the way of depth. They played. Yeah, and you wouldn't know it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't look at Asia like she's gassed. You know, like you didn't get that at all, at all. And just you know, I'm always. uh, I always love watching a left-handed basketball player as well, because it's just not what you expect. It's like everything's a little bit funky, but yeah, Chelsea Gray. Not only are the buckets. We've talked about this like basically every week, past couple weeks, but like every bucket is a backbreaker. And it's like a fadeaway or a highlight. And she is just an absolute gamer. Yeah, like, she's just incredible. I would say Chelsea Gray has been playing like she is like a top five player in the league. Definitely. I don't think yeah. we were saying earlier this season at all. No, I think she was part of like, yeah, part of the best team in, in the league and, you know, a part of a stacked team. And I think a lot of people would say, she's the second best player in the aces, but I think some people would even argue, especially during the season, it was Kelsey plum. Yeah. So, but yeah, Chelsea gray is just, it's uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a, a coin in the NBA bucket, but for, for Raptors fans, for Toronto Raptors fans, to me, it, r- it reminds me a lot of watching Kawhi during the championship run where you have this really incredible team. And then you also have this, this player who, can operate within the team, but also just can go get a bucket and do what they want specifically on the court, which yeah. just is impossible to beat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think too, like um, Kelsey Plum maybe had her hands a bit full defensively mm-hmm. on Superd just because right. she's trying to disrupt every offense that they're trying to plan. Um, but that I think just gave Chelsea Gray even more room offensively to just go for it. And, uh, I, man, I, cause I was rooting for the storm because I just wanted to see Sue Bird play a little longer, mm-hmm. even though I did pick the aces to win it all. Yeah. Um, early in the broadcast for game four, when they were interviewing Kelsey and she was, and they were like, oh, like we saw you going up to the coaches. Like, what did you say? And she was like, I can go all F and night or I can go all F and day, whatever she said. Wait, and Sue said that? No, Kelsey said that. Oh, that's Kelsey amazing. said that to Holly Rowe um, when being interviewed, I think after the first quarter. And I was just like, it is impossible not to like you. Oh my it's God. It's impossible not to like you. That's so amazing. I, I don't want to jump ahead here because I feel like, you know, there's still some good points on this game, but. Oh, in the boy. first uh, quarter of the of the Sky Sun game, Kalea Copper also had a really good interview mm-hmm. where uh, she came out and the interviewer was like, wow, the Sun really had a great first quarter. Like, you know, you're one game away from going to the WNBA finals. Like, like what happened sort of thing. And she's like, I don't know. We just like, uh, you know, or, or, or she's sorry. I'm, I'm burying my the funny part of the story. But she sort of said like i i we just came out a bit lethargic and like not with the right energy and then the interviewer was like so you're one game away from the wnba finals like why did you come out 
with not a lot of energy. And Copper was just like, you know what? I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> and it was so hilarious seeing an athlete because I feel like athletes are always trying to be super composed and like cool. Yeah. So it's fun to see her be like, guess what? I don't know. And I'm going to go back to the bench and try and figure it out. Okay. Like, and she wasn't being like confrontational. It was like, it was just a funny moment of honesty where she was kind of like, yeah, I, I don't understand. But um, yeah, this game was amazing. You know, the, so Seattle started the half with, uh, you know, in the lead and the aces came back and then sort of held the lead, but that late Seattle run. And um, I mean, Stewart was just so, so, so amazing. So beyond on fire, beyond on fire. And uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I think my read on the storm was that when they came back after halftime, it really felt like the weight of the moment was getting to them. To the storm. To the storm. Yeah. Like the weight of the moment was just getting to them because Hmm. they were so poised in that first half. They looked so good. They were like, I got this. Mm -hmm. And they came back in that third quarter and they were just cold and you could see them start to to panic a little like i hmm. talked last episode about how steady they are but it, in this game in that third quarter they were not steady they were clearly frazzled even though they were only down by a few points like mm-hmm. i don't think any they were never down by more than 10 points but they were frazzled in a way that's like this game has gotten away from us yeah. even though it hadn't and no, I, I, that's I couldn't a good observation. help but but notice that with them. And then, like you said, they were able to make that fourth quarter run, but it was like, you know, it's not that it was too little too late, but it was just like that frantic energy I don't think ever truly left them once they had it. Brianna Stewart being the only exception, but even then yeah. I think it was just, you know, lack of communication stuff was happening and you know, Jewel Lloyd missed some pretty like bad shots, like shots that you shouldn't miss because she was so wide open kind of stuff, um, which is not, I don't think, in character with her. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, like, I was going to give some credit to Jewel Lloyd because she did finish with 29 points, but that was on nine of 21 shooting. Yeah. So Oof. a lot of shots, a lot of shots. Um, and, you know, I think. I'm curious how Tina Charles feels because she went um, one for seven and played 14 minutes. So yeah. I think maybe there was some distribution uh, stuff. Uh, you know, Sue Bird also, I mean, she's more of like a kind of like a, I guess like a spiritual leader of the team and she did get eight assists, but she went three for eight, right? Nothing. Too yeah. She didn't have a, a great shooting night either. But I think, yeah, weight of the moment is interesting because we were sort of talking last time about these, the storm in the sky being the teams that have this like backbone of belief and that the aces and the suns kind of needed to like dig down and just remind themselves that they're the better teams. Mm-hmm. Um, although that's more arguable in the sky sun series, but the aces definitely did that here. I think, mm-hmm. I think they, I think the aces were like, we, we get it. Seattle has a lot of momentum, but we are the better team. We are the team where like, you know, basically our entire starting lineup has won an award this year. 
You know what I mean? So pretty much. And the coach. And the coach. So we uh and you know, shout out to Becky Hammond, right? First year going to the WNBA finals. That is like, you know, she's she's a champion. And um, I mean, jokes on all the NBA teams that passed up on her. Um truly. They don't know what they're missing. Uh and yeah, it's uh, you know, but I'm I'm happy for her though, because she's she's got a got a nice big salary and she's killing it. And uh I would not want to coach against her in the finals. I agree. And I think um, the aces also have this bit of like, a we lost last year in a heartbreaking way. Mm-hmm. Like they were expected to be there and then they lost to the mercury. And I think, you know, even though the coach is different, the team is primarily the same and, mm-hmm. you know, obviously not Liz, but you know, otherwise is primarily the same. And I think that really stayed with them. Like they just, like I said, like they have just had this chip on their shoulder all season long. Like, no, we're going to be there yeah. when it's all said and done. Just like a level of determination that I just, it's palpable. Yeah. Three, uh, three things I'm wondering about. How's Bill Lambeer feeling? Cool. Uh, how's Liz Campage great, feeling? Great questions. Yeah. And, and is this the last storm game? for Stuart you know that's a question yeah, I think we've I think, been talking think, about all summer or all I think you know, off season. the answers to that are pretty shitty even shittier <laughs> and is definitely leaving yeah I mean well you know she hasn't started talking about it yet but um you gotta wonder right uh mm-hmm. you know if because yeah I mean there, there's those rumors are there and you know, is she going to wait till the dust settles and be like, what's up, Sabrina? You know, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a good chance, right? Mm-hmm. I but think so. If you're Seattle, I'll say this. Sure. Heartbreaking loss. You had a good run. And Sue Bird is, you know, we'll get to Sue Bird in a little bit, but you had a really, really exciting season. <laughs> you keep saying that. We'll get to Sue Bird later. We'll get to yeah. Sue Bird later. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the bird. We you know? might be there. Are we there now? Uh, we can be if you want to just save the other series. I got some some Sue, some Sue like uh, you know credentials in front of me. I can just I, I yeah. Mean, just... Let's do the Sue stuff now, and then we'll sure. move on to the other series. Um, I don't know if you want to start. I basically like I can't even I can't even read all of her awards and records because I think that would take up the entire podcast. But um, I mean, yeah, I'll do I'll do some. Uh, four-time WNBA champion. Uh, we're gonna laugh here, but uh, she won the commissioner commissioner's cup last year, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't matter. But it's also funny that on her way out, she's like, "I'll grab this one too." Yeah. Um, you know, uh, just like yeah, five all WNBA appearances. Um, she was the assist leader three times. All-time all-star appearances, all-time leader in seasons played, all-time assist leader, all-time games played, all-times minutes played. I mean, it's absolutely insane. Uh, And I think, like, you know, she just – I I thought it was interesting she had never won uh, a WNBA MVP. But I think like that's not that's not the type of goat she is, right? And I mm-hmm. think I'll speak for myself, like learning about the WNBA. I'm not really ready to say 
I think that, you know, Sue is the goat and Tarasi isn't, or I think Parker is the goat and, you know, you know, whatever, whomever else isn't, because I feel like I'm not really sure what to weigh and how to weigh it. But I think Sue is definitely like the longevity goat, it seems, Mm -hmm. you know, played forever, was always a winner, played at the highest level the entire time she was in the league you know, it was 41 years, uh, you know, in her last game, which is the, you know, I think, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm just looking, she's the oldest, oldest player in WNBA history to play a whole season. Uh, because I guess Nancy Lieberman played nine minutes. Uh, oh, and uh, in Nancy Lieberman. Yeah, I know that doesn't that sound like, the, is that, that's not, that can't be the politician, right? That sounds like a politician's name. Um, I think it's just I think it's just another Lieberman. I guess there could be more than one Nancy Lieberman. There that's could pretty be pretty unfortunate. Yeah, that's there good. was an episode of Oprah many years ago, because you know how much I love talking about Oprah. Yes. Um where there was a girl on on the Oprah show and her name just happened to be Monica Lewinsky. Oh, that's amazing. Like she was another Monica Lewinsky. That's that's not good. And people were like, you need to change your name. And well, she was like, I don't want to change my name. It was fascinating. That probably wouldn't age well now. But at the time, she was so bullied that people were just trying to protect this girl. Like you should change your name. You should become Monica uh, something else. I shouldn't laugh, but that is also. But that was an episode. Too of insane. Not uh, a whole episode. It was just like she was like a segment in an yeah, episode. It, it just took us to the commercial break. You know. Yeah, she took us to commercial break <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. I want to say she was in the audience, and Oprah was like, "Ask no, 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 no." I'm probably confusing that with something else. No, I think she was there. I think she was there. She didn't look like Monica Lewinsky. But same name. Thank God. Same she, name. She also looked like a shit. Imagine she also wore a French beret. <laughs> That's no good. Anyway. Um. Yeah. But, uh, anyways. Yeah. Just you will definitely, especially doing this pod, we'll talk about Sue a lot more. But seventh, seventh in points, fourth in steals. Uh, she's just all over WNBA history, and um, she's made her mark. Yeah, I felt and... I felt lucky as a fan to to watch her for sure. I agree. It was it was definitely emotional when that was just like it for her and it like hit her like this is it. And it was kind of nice that the home crowd was there for her. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell people really came out to support her, which was really nice. And uh, I think, you know, Seattle, obviously a great basketball town. And, uh, you know, I we kind of I think we like slightly mentioned Serena Williams last week, but like Serena you know, I watched her final game the mm-hmm. other night and like I, tennis is my second favorite sport. I don't really talk about tennis, but I grew up watching tennis. Like my grandmother, my dad, everybody in my household watched tennis, just like British influence, I guess. Um, and yeah, so I was like really sad to see uh, Serena go and then super go. And I was just like, fuck, I'm getting old. Yeah. Yeah. Watching legends, you know, that are close to our age um leave is uh yeah it's quite a feeling you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i i mean just like sort of coming from the WNBA perspective 
I'm really happy that, you know, had we started this podcast like in a year or two or something, I think we would have missed out on fouls and missed out on, on bird and just sort of had to like figure out their relevance through the way people talked about them and like reading up on stats. So yeah, I was happy to be, you know, covering the league and into it during the tail end of their careers. And um, yeah, like to just be able to appreciate some of their greatness. Yep. Absolutely. Um, okay. Let's talk about the sun in the sky. <laughs> yep. We've do- got a game five we're recording this on wednesday the 7th so that so this episode will come out thursday game five is thursday night um you know the sun won this game four emphatically uh Mm -hmm. it was really an opposite scenario for what you know the game after um they made great adjustments on candace parker i thought like me too they they were really great with their adjustments uh the sky had no response and i've been team sky pretty emphatically this whole time but that game four definitely put some some doubts in my mind um Mm -hmm. for the sky freddie what do you think yeah well you know i sky was my team last year and obviously i was uh, i i rode with the links until it was uh the bitter end there and then you know, I said at the beginning of the year, I think the sun, similar to the aces, were were poised and they were, you know, doing that regular season dance, but they knew what mattered. And I thought the sun came out and reminded everyone that they they are the better team. I think I think the sun and the sky finished with the same record, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I did just want to uh, throw this in here uh, quickly, uh, not to derail us. But uh, um, Asia Wilson did win the MVP. So she won the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. It was announced uh, three hours ago. Whoa! Yes. So shout out to her and also um, making fun of myself for what happened last podcast where (laughs) I I messed up the dates and everything. Um, We were in the future, yeah. We were in the future. But uh, tied for the leading scorer, I got to keep throwing her credit. I really, really think... Courtney Williams has had a special year and a special season. And I think that was an amazing pickup by the sun. Uh, This was also the, uh, you know, Dewana Bonner's breakout game, 19 points. She hasn't really been scoring at that level. Um, John Quill Jones only had nine points. So, you know, if, if, if John Quill Jones scores nine points and And you're winning by like 20. Yeah. And you're blown out and she only played 28 minutes. So, the sun were really, you know, they were really able to bring it and show that they are the better team. I do think that, uh, you know, it's far from done and the sky, like, you know, I would not underestimate the sky at all or Candace Parker, obviously, uh, you know, Quigley and Sloot and, um, you know, Misamin, like it's a stacked team over there too. So I'm expecting a tight game, but I don't think the sky has like beat down the sun like this. Yeah. You know? I don't recall what their game one. No, they lost game one and then they won game two. Yeah. So I'm just looking here. The sky. Yeah, has... you're right. They haven't had a beat down like that. Yeah. So sky won by eight points and by four. 
and yeah. the sun sun wins was by five points and then this win was just a was a massive win it was by uh 24 points yeah um and it was like you know pretty clear in the first quarter right it was they just came yeah it was over it was over they just you know it, even after the first time out i think it was like nine two it was one of those games where they just got they just came out and dominated and yeah it wasn't really in question really balanced scoring and yeah one of those games that seems like it was kind of a wash for the sky who do you think is gonna win game five so i'm sticking to my guns sticking with the sun uh i think we're gonna have a sun aces final um i probably will uh you know regret saying that when candace parker does what she does but uh, I I do think the Sun are sort of they're they're kind of they're they're younger. They have just a more the more kind of like diversified talent, and I really think that they have all the ingredients to win a championship. Um, and similar to the Aces, I think they're going to break through. I think they're going to kind of outwork this guy and you know kind of get it done but i but again you, you know like I, I i this is less tight to me than than storm aces because storm is riding a certain type of like special momentum whereas i think this series like the sun are not the sun aren't like the favorite in the same way that i feel like the aces were um yeah, I think the Aces are the clear favorite, in my opinion, regardless of who wins this series. Me too. Yeah, I think they've, I think especially the last couple games, the way the Aces have played, I'm like, it's they're they're the, I mean, you know, they're over, first overall record and they've been struggling to make it here, but it seems like they figured it out. I, um, I don't disagree with anything you've said, but just for the purpose of us having different picks, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick the sky. And I, I think uh, I'm just going to be a Suns hater. Yeah. I have no reason. Hey. I have no reason. Connecticut Especially after haters. that convincing game four win. I have no reason. But I'm just going to pick the sky because I think the sky versus the aces is just going to be a, a, a more fun. I just think that series will be more fun. Uh, I like that's, it. That's really it. Yep. I'm just a uh, pure hater. They play in Uncasville, Montville, Connecticut. So take that, Uncasville, even though I'm probably saying that wrong. I always think of the Gilmore Girls. I'm just like, is that where the Gilmore Girls were? Maybe. I thought the Gilmore Girls were in like a made-up town. Yeah, but I think it's like meant to be Connecticut or Connecticut-esque-ish. Connecticut-ish? You fast-talking Gilmore Girls, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I always think about how hard it would be to be an actor on that show because you because you just you're, you're oh just, yeah you're reading through those scripts fast. The man. dialogue is it ain't what? easy. Um. Okay. Well, that's cool. Uh. You know, we've got different picks here. Very excited to see this segment of the pod age quite fast. Yes. But yeah. then you know, uh, we don't have it on our doc. But do we want to talk about like? you know aces whether they face the sun or the sky what do we think that series will look like well i feel like we've bored we've both sort of hinted at it and i think 
very ever so slightly the sun have a better chance but i yeah i don't want to speak for you but i feel like the aces are the team to beat so i'm gonna have to see one of those other teams really outplay the aces uh but you know right now um and we'll definitely you know record next week um during this series but i i think the aces are the team to beat as far as the WNBA finals i do too and i actually think um with either of these teams maybe the aces might lose one game it might be it might be aces in four it might be aces in three i don't see this being aces in five i don't think either of these teams are going to push the las vegas aces to five games yeah i'm inclined to agree with you i feel like uh you know it sort of seems um it seems, yeah, like, you know, I was saying a couple of minutes ago, I feel like the, they figured it out. So someone's going to have to rattle them. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, I'm trying to look when the WNBA finals starts. I assumed it's Sunday. Yeah. Uh, just Googling it here. It says September 11th, which seems That's too Sunday. Cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense. I almost did the, the same thing I did last week where I looked at the, the month and I was like, but it's the ninth. It's not the ninth. It's the seventh. <laughs> oh my God. We need to get you a new calendar view. Yes. Yeah. Or I should um, just, yeah. Or just know what that just, is. I should just smarten up. <laughs> uh, we do have a, just a small uh, feel good story. Uh, and that is about swim cash. Uh, she is being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, so shout out to to Swim. Uh, Swim Cash is also an executive with the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, I didn't get the chance to read up on this article fully, but Freddie, you did. Maybe you can tell us a bit more about it. Yeah, you know, sort of just uh, uh, echoing what you were saying. Um, kind of just a feel-good story, and I think it's important to point out Um WNBA legends that become execs and sort of make make waves in in you know front offices as well as just like you know obviously we see the visible ones like you know the coaches like uh Becky Hammond and that sort of thing but um power in like the back rooms is pretty cool too uh so this is um a story by um Andrew Lopez of ESPN and it's just kind of you know detailing uh Swin's history on the court and then also um, her relationship with uh, with David Griffin, who used to be the general manager for the Cleveland Cavaliers during, you know, the LeBron era, most of the LeBron era there. Um, and, uh, you know, her connection with him and then her connection with uh, Teresa Weatherspoon. And also she has a one year old and a five year old. Uh, uh, I think their names are Sire and Saint. And Whoa. yeah, just having to deal with being like a mom and an executive in a man's world and also excelling in that. Um, and yeah, just a cool story, you know, uh, it, it sort of is about her getting this call to, you know, you know, th this call is letting her know that she's getting into the WNBA Hall of Fame, but also she's she's like fully trying to build up the new, the new Orleans Pelicans and for any NBA fans that follow both leagues, uh, the Pelicans have been making major 
moves for the last couple of years. And she's been a, a huge, huge part of that. So uh, I think Pelicans fans are excited and lucky to have her and hearing the, I guess, camaraderie between her and Weatherspoon is uh, yeah. Feel good. So go get it, Swin. Awesome. Uh, we're skipping our badass player of the week this week because we just kind of did it the other day. Um, but now that means it's time for Freddie's fun question. Okay, here we go. Um, so this is based on Chelsea Gray being so clutch. And uh, I thought it'd be fun to pick something in regular life that you could be super clutch at. So in the same way that she can get a bucket when her team needs it, what's something Catherine you wish you were clutch at in life? Like, you know, the pressure's on the line and you can bring it in this regard every time. I thought of like a kind of a sad answer. <laughs> hey, well, not sad, but just I'm here like for the sadness. Like, just like, I wish I could show up on time to things. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. Right? Like, that's I'm, a good one. Being I'm, late sucks. I am perpetually 10 to 15 minutes late. Like, it's a problem. And I spend so much money on, like, Ubers or Lyfts because I just can't get to places on time. That's huge. I just can't do it. So, if like, if I, if I could just in my life, I'm sure there are other like fantastical things I wish I could be clutch for, but in my life as it exists, that's the thing I wish I could be clutch for. I wish I could just fucking show up on time. No, that's so practical. And you'd also have a lot less stress. Mm -hmm. Uh, So mine's actually sort of in the same category uh, and it's memory. Mm. I wish I had a clutch memory because I definitely do not. And the amount of times that I forget things that are important or, um, you know, like if, if you're with people and someone else forgets something somewhere, if you could be the person that's like, hey, didn't you need this? Or, hey, what about this important thing? If I could be clutch in that way, uh, that would be the best. Because I always appreciate other people who are clutch like that. You oh. know, when you're hanging out with friends or something and someone can be like, um, hey, what's going on with this? And it's like an important thing. Um, yeah, I find myself, I'll often remember the important thing, like when it's too late or it's past the point. And then it's sort of, it's like, it's dagger, right? Mm. It's like, it's like the opposite of being clutch. It's like, oh shit, I remembered it, but now it's useless. Yep. I hear that. Uh, wow. So that's just us not having our shit together. Yeah. To yeah. And our Freddie's fun question. Yeah. Our, 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 our Freddie's fun question is basically us just uh, needing better Google calendars. <laughs> well, that's been our episode this week. What a wild ride. Shout out to Sue Bird. We'll miss you. Shout out Sue. Um, so long, Sue. And uh, looking forward to this game five. And then we'll have at least game one of the finals before our next episode. So looking forward to that. Uh, you can follow us again uh, at pick at pickup WNBA pod mm-hmm. and or is that the pickup? Uh, it's the pickup, but I wasn't going to correct you. But oh, you need to correct me. It's at the pickup WNBA pod. 
thank you everyone so much uh and we'll we'll chat soon all right thanks everybody bye see ya Thank you.